We live in a very mobile world. Everyone is in a hurry to get somewhere. Throughout Scripture, God often taught people the greatest lessons along the journey. Today, we continue with Scott Pauling, our study through the great journeys of the Bible. Our prayer is that you will rediscover the adventure of walking with God. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. We've come in our study through Scripture of the great journeys of the Bible to the journey of Joshua, and not just of Joshua, but the children of Israel entering into the land of Canaan and possessing all that God wanted His people to have. Uh, really, the book of Joshua is a book of conquest. It's a book of victory. If you want to study it alongside a book of the New Testament, you should study it alongside the book of Ephesians. Because the book of Ephesians is all about the riches we have in Jesus Christ and us possessing those things, entering into the fullness of those things, not settling for less than what God has for us. So my question is very simple today, and it is this. What made Joshua so special? How is it that of all the men in the nation of Israel, Joshua is the one chosen, not just by Moses, but by God, to lead the children of Israel and to make this journey that ends in such great victory? When so many fell short and when most died in the wilderness, why is it that Joshua is able to enter in and lead others to do the same? What's the secret of his life? What's the secret of Joshua's journey? Well, let me give you three of them. Number one, I want to tell you he loved the presence of God. This was a man that was not just following Moses. He was serving Moses. He's referred to here as Moses' minister or servant. So he was serving Moses, but his eyes were on God. He loved Moses. There's no doubt. He was loyal to Moses, but he loved the Lord supremely. His great commitment was to Moses' God. He loved the presence of God. If you go back to Exodus chapter 32, there's a beautiful little snippet, a, a brief portrait from the early years of Joshua's life. In Exodus 32, Moses goes out to the tabernacle to meet with God, and that was a high, holy moment. Well, Joshua gets to go with him. What a privilege. And it's very interesting, but in Exodus 32, when Moses returns and comes back from the tabernacle for meeting with God, the Bible says that Joshua remained in the tabernacle. Why would the Bible tell us that? Why would he not return with Moses? I think it's a little view into Joshua's heart. You see, it had gone beyond his relationship with Moses. He loved the presence of God. It had gone beyond simply his responsibility to get something done. He just enjoyed being in the holy place himself. So if you want to move forward and all God has for you, learn to get along with God. Let it go beyond your pastor. Let it go beyond your parents. Let it go beyond your spiritual mentor and learn to commune with God, love the presence of God. The second thing I think was one of the great secrets of Joshua's journey is that not only did he love the presence of God, he labored on the promises of God. All of his work, everything he did, every decision he made, the courage and the strength it was going to take to lead the children of Israel grew out of his own personal faith. You see, in this opening chapter of Joshua, Joshua chapter 1, 
In verse 5, God says to him, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage. He repeats it in verse 7. Only be thou strong and very courageous. In other words, God is saying to him, Look, I've never failed you. I've never forsaken you. And I'm not going to do that now. Not only am I not going to fail you or forsake you, I'm going to be the one that makes you fruitful. You see, every man has his burden to bear. Every man has his battle to fight. Moses had his turn. Now it's Joshua's time. And I want to say to you, others that have gone before us, They've had their burdens and they've had their battles just like they've had their blessings. Now, this is our generation. This is our moment. This is our time to follow the Lord and lead others. And if we're going to see something done for the glory of God, we're going to have to labor on God's promises. Lean heavily on the Lord. Someone asked George Mueller late in life, how did you get so many answers to prayer? How did you see so many victories and blessings? And George Mueller said, every morning when I got up, I opened my Bible and I found one of God's divine promises. I put my finger on the verse. I looked up to heaven and I said, Now, Lord, you promised this and I'm claiming this one today. And Mueller said, There was never a day that I claimed the promises of God by faith that God did not keep His word and fulfill His promise. I'm thinking now of the Scripture in the New Testament where the Bible says that all the promises of God in Christ are yea and in Him, amen, to the glory of God by us. God will be glorified if you'll trust Him. And the Lord will keep His word. You can count on that, friend. Labor today on the promises of a God who never fails, who never forsakes, and who cannot lie. So why did Joshua succeed? Well, number one, he loved the presence of God. Number two, he labored in the promises of God. And number three, he lived in the precepts of God. This was a man whose whole life was wrapped up in Scripture. His whole life was wrapped up in the Word of God. You remember Moses had lots of face-to-face -face encounters with God and God gave him much Scripture to write down and pass on. Well, now Joshua is called on to lead by faith and to live on Scripture. I think there's a great connection because faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. But in Joshua 1 verse 8, God says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. He says, I want you to have God's Word day and night. Do you like that? Day and night, the Word of God should be in your life. Then he says, you need to observe it and do it. So that means learn it and put it in practice. Then he says, it needs to be in your mouth and your meditation. Talk about it and think about it. And then he says, if you'll do that, you'll have prosperity and good success. I love these, these couplets that God gives day and night, observe and do, mouth and meditation, prosperity and good success. In other words, his whole life was lived in the Word of God, in God's precepts. I wonder today if you wouldn't recommit yourself to the Word of God. Recommit yourself to walking with God, to, to laboring in God's promises. Look, if you'll do that, I promise you, God will use you. God will help you. God will move you forward on the journey into the land of Canaan, into all that God has for you. The Lord has so much for us, and the sad reality is most people live and die and never discover all that the Lord has for their life. I wonder, do you know the names of all the tribes 
uh, or all of the spies rather of Israel, the ones who went in to spy out the land, if I said to you, tell me everything you know about Shemua, or how about Shaphat, or Igal, or Palti, or Gadil, or Gadi, or Emil, or Sether, or Nabi, or Gul, somebody says, I've never even heard those names. Well, they're in the Bible. Numbers chapter 13, uh, that was 10 of the 12 spies that went in to spy out the land. But if I ask you, what do you know about Joshua and Caleb? Immediately somebody says, well, those were men who lived through the wilderness wanderings, entered into the land, led others in. What's the difference? The difference is that 10 of these men did not believe God. They said, we're not able, and they didn't obey the Lord. And because of that, we know nothing about them today. But two of them, two of them decided they were going to live and die believing God and obeying God. And I wonder, will you be the ten or will you be the two? Will you be the ones that refuse to believe and obey or the ones that believe and obey today? Oh, you enter into all God has for you. If today you'll love the presence of God, if today you will live in the precepts of God and lean heavily on the promises of God, you will see God do what only God can do. Thank you for joining us today for this time in God's Word. For additional messages, resources, and helps for your Christian life, visit us at scottpauley.org. We hope you will share the broadcast with a friend and plan to join us again next time on Enjoying the Journey.